combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. No song that I could sing, but I can try for your heart. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Justclair here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. We've got a fun show coming your way. We'll be locked and loaded for the next 90 or so minutes. So saddle up and let's rock and roll. Let's make it happen. We've got in the next segment of the show, Brett Crosby, the South Lafouche High School assistant boys basketball coach who will be joining us on the line. We'll chat with Coach Crosby about the way the Tarpon season is going. Yeah. But also, we'll be chatting with Coach Crosby about uh, Career Day, which was hosted yesterday at South Lafouche, and I get it. You know, that's not directly sports-related, uh, but that's bigger than sports, man, helping these people get access to, you know, their, their future careers, and we'll ask Coach Crosby about how that all came to light. At 12.15, it's Thursday, so we're going to go to Terrebonne General. We missed Stan on Tuesday, so we'll go to Terrebonne General for our TGMC Thursday interview uh, I shouldn't say TGMC. That's not what they want to be called anymore. For our Terrebonne General Thursday interview with Mr. Stan Gravall, we look forward to that. We'll be chatting with Stan about who knows what, man. We'll get in, uh, into the weeds, as they say, talking about uh, whatever it is that we feel like discussing over the, the, the 15, 20, 25 minutes that we'll spend with him. Um, then uh, at the bottom of the show, we'll talk, you know, the NFL playoffs. We'll talk about Walker Howard. I'm getting tired of hearing people complaining about Walker Howard, man. I'm going to give you guys the, the skinny. I'm going to give you guys how I feel about that situation uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, but first, we start off with uh, some high school scores from last night. Our local scoreboard was kind of bare, as it always is on a Thursday, right? There's not a whole lot going on on a, thir- on a, on a Wednesday, rather. Um, boys basketball side, Destraham was scheduled to play Madison Prep. That game got canceled. Southside was scheduled to play Catholic of New Iberia. That game got canceled. What did not get canceled was Terrebonne getting a 40-point, 77-37 win over Homa Christian School. Great win for Terrebonne. Um, keeping some momentum after losing some momentum in district play, losing to East St. John. They bounced back big. Was a little surprised, not at the result. Terrebonne was favored to win that game. A little surprised at the spread of that result, a 40-point game. As we had seen Terrebonne play, I assume we had seen uh, Homer Christian play South Lafouche pretty close. But the one thing that became really apparent as I was watching the game on Bayou Sports last night is Homer Christian just didn't match up with Terrebonne. Like, not at all. Um, Homer Christian had no answer for the size nor the athleticism. And when Terrebonne pushed that pace, it just became a, a struggle and a real big struggle for them. Last night in 4A, boys basketball, we had Lutcher get a win over Ascension Catholic, 68-55. Good win for Lutcher. Vanderbilt hosts Metairie Park Country Day and comes up on the losing end, 63-61. Good win for Country Day over a really good Vanderbilt team and really not a bad result for Vanderbilt. You're playing Country Day close. You know, you're definitely very much so trending in the right direction. Uh, That wraps up the boys basketball scoreboard from last night. The girls' basketball scoreboard from last night, we had Ellender get a 49-42 win over H.L. Bourgeois. <clears throat> the Lady Patriots uh, keep the train rolling. They're starting to get it together. They're starting to get better organized after a slow start to the year. They're playing some better basketball, so good on them. They get a win. St. James defeats Capital out in Baton Rouge, 45-34. to Good win for St. James. And that wraps up the local girls' basketball scoreboard last night. So let's tell you where some of our local teams are positioned right now. We've got power rating projections 
And well, really, they're not projections. We trust Hunter Bauer and Go Preps. These are what the numbers are. Maybe there's a slight tweak here or there, but these are pretty much what the numbers are. Um, on the boys' basketball side, Division One non-select. We've got a lot of teams that are in contention locally. Hanville is currently sitting at number nine with a fourteen and ten record. They're going to be in the playoffs. Terrebonne sitting at number sixteen with a sixteen and five record. They're going to be in the playoffs. South Lafouche. Still in the bubble. They're 8-9 and nine overall, number 22 currently. 28 teams make it. They're at 22. So they're sitting okay, uh, but they've got some work to do, right? They're they're by no means clinched. They've got some work to do to try to get in. Destrahan's 26 with a 7-8 and eight record. East St. John's 27 with a 9-8 and eight record. Both of those teams better win coming home. And then you go down to the bottom, and you got some local teams that is just too much to overcome. Central Lafouche could still maybe get in. They're 33rd. They've got a long way to climb, but if they get super hot, they can maybe find a way to get in. You can't say the same for Bourgeois, who's 39th, Thibodeau, who's 41, or South Terrebonne, who's 42nd. Those teams are not going to be playing postseason basketball this year. Division two non-select. We've got some local teams, including the Ellender Patriots, who are currently sitting at number 14 overall in the state. Ellender's going to make the playoffs, and they're likely to be at home in the opening round when the playoffs begin. But then we go down to Division two. Um, non-select, and you see that there are a bunch of local teams that are fighting, scrapping, and, claw- and clawing. Sorry, I keep having to turn off the mic to clear our throat. We're a little hoarse this morning, folks. We've we're, we're, we're been calling games every single night. Don't have a whole lot of bullets left in the tank of the old voice box. Morgan City's number 30, Division Two non-select. They're 5-15. and 15. They're going to have to win some games to get into that top 28 um, and try to make some something happen. Assumptions number 37 with a 6-17 and 17 record, they're, they're out. They're not going to get in. It's too far, too much to climb. Division 2 select. We've got the Vanderbilt Catholic Terriers. They're 15-4 and four overall. They're going to get in. They're going to have a great seating. They're going to be in great shape when the playoffs begin. Also, we've got E.D. White, who's climbed up a lot in recent weeks. E.D. White is currently number 13. They're 10-8 and eight overall. They're, uh, they're looking good. They're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to carry a pretty strong seat. We go to Division Three. select. Homa Christian School is right on that bubble. They've got to get hot. They've got to start winning. They're currently sitting at number 27 with a 9-10 and 10 record. Remember, 24 teams get in in the select brackets. They're 27, so they've got to climb a little bit. They've got to get some wins coming home. The good news is that Homa Christian <clears throat> is only separated by a couple tenths of a point from number 24, Beekman Charter. So they've, they're they in a good spot. If they win some games here, they're in a good spot to potentially make that leap. And then Division Four select, you've got Central Catholic of Morgan City, who's in there, 11-7 and seven overall, number six in the power ratings. They're in comfortably. And then you got CCA, who's sitting at number 30. Don't see it for them. They're 5-8. and eight. Don't see it, uh, a path for them to, to climb up into that bracket. Now, we go to girls basketball. And we take a peek at the power rating projections there. And I could tell you that in Division One, non-select, we've got the Thibodeau Lady Tigers, who are number 10 in the state with a 16-6 and record. Coach Ashley Adams' team, they're going to be in, and they're going to likely be home in the opening round. Thibodeau is playing very, very well, and they're carrying a strong seed. Hanville is currently number 13 in Division One, non-select with a 14-7 and record. Trailing them is number 15, Destrahan, who's 15-5 and on the year. A lot of these river teams, boy, just rich, rich talent. East St. John's number 20 in that same bracket with a 13-8 and record. Central Lafouche and South Lafouche are the teams on the bubble. 
Central Lafourche is 12 and 8. They're 28th overall on the girls' basketball side. Remember, 28 teams get in. They've got to win. They've got to win coming coming home to hold that seed. And the same could be said for South Lafourche. Their girls are sitting at number 30. They're just narrowly behind number 28 Central Lafourche. If they win a few games coming home, they also have a chance to make the postseason. On the outside looking in is Terrebonne 37, HF Bourgeois 40, South Terrebonne 43. Those teams are likely not going to be in position to get in. Division 2 non-select. We look at the Ellender Lady Patriots holding the number 14 seed. They're comfortably in the dance right now with an 11-12 and 12 record. They've actually got some room to improve in district play. They can improve their positioning. And then we scroll down and see Morgan City's number 38 right now. Assumption's in here, too. I missed them. Assumption, yeah, they're number 17. My bad. Skipped over them. They are going to be comfortably in the playoffs as well. So we're looking at Ellender and Assumption in Division Two non-select girls basketball. But Morgan City is likely going to miss out. Division Two select is where we've got a contender to win the state championship. That's the Vanderbilt Lady Terriers. They're 13-2 and two overall. They're number two in the state right now, trailing only Lafayette Christian. Coach Jawaski Coleman and his team playing outstanding basketball right now. They're going to be a contender. No worries about them. They're comfortably in. E.D. White is fighting for their playoff lives. 24 teams get into the playoffs. E.D. White is currently sitting at number 23. So they've got some work to do right now. They're 8-12. and 12. They've got to win a few games in district play. Division three, select Homa Christian School. Despite playing eighth graders and ninth graders and all those young players that they're playing, they're sitting at number five in the state right now in Division Three Select, which just goes to show, my goodness gracious, is the future ever so bright there. They're 13-1 and one overall, sitting at number five. They're comfortably in, and they're going to be at home in the opening round. And then in Division Four Select, we've got Central Catholic of Morgan City sitting at number five with a 16-4 and four record. What a great year it's been so far for them. And CCA is also comfortably in as of right now. They're sitting at number 17 with a 9-8 and eight mark. So we've got a lot of local teams that are going to be competing in the postseason in the coming weeks. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brett Crosby, South Lafouche High School boys basketball assistant coach. We'll chat with him about the Tarpons and the way they're playing. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. song is for those about to rock ACDC. Well, I could tell you some folks who are about to rock. That's the South Lafouche boys basketball team. They're rocking tonight against Assumption. Game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines and go to their assistant boys basketball coach, Coach Brett Crosby, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Uh, you guys are fresh off of a hard-fought physical win against Central Catholic. A big one PowerPoint-wise. Now you're heading into the matchup with Assumption today. It's a non-district game against a district opponent and a big one for the Tarpons. Talk about the way the practice has been in the last couple of days for the guys in blue. Well, just like uh, any practice, you know, this, this late in the season, it's kind of we get into almost coasting mode where we have an idea of our, our, our uh, identity as far as what we want to do in offense and defense, and it's just fine-tuning everything. Practices are a little bit more loose. Uh, that way we can, you know, not be as much on our feet and uh, get a lot of shooting up and then just kind of going over what teams do. And that's really about it. Uh, getting ready for something tonight. Another uh, quality opponent like we had uh, Monday. And uh, an athletic team that, uh, you know, if you don't do what you're supposed to, I mean, they could come from behind you and uh, take one from you before you know it. So we got to be well prepared, and that's the whole job that we're trying to get accomplished uh, the last couple of days of practice. Before we talk about some serious basketball-related stuff, how did Brody make out yesterday? He told me on the show, hey, I'm running my five. Did he survive? Uh, I'm Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't talked to Coach Brody yesterday. 
<laughs> okay, well, there there we go. Uh, the, the mystery remains. What's some of the parts of the game plan tonight against Assumption? Uh, I know they've got some talented playmakers. Marcus Moller is very good. Um, you know, they've got some guys that could penetrate and kick and, you know, they, they, they're very stingy on defense. What are some things without giving away the whole game plan? What are some things you guys got to do well today? Look, a lot of, a lot of times, really any team, it's always back to basics, being able to box out. These guys are athletic. Uh, these guys can jump over you. So we got to make sure we put bodies on bodies, on shots, on holding on the floor, offense and defense. And, uh, just being able to stop penetration that has kind of been, kind of our uh, point of emphasis this year, trying to stop penetration and, um, you know, kind of force outside shots. But then again, you got teams that can shoot from outside. The Molnar kid can shoot from the parking lot. And uh, so you got to be be ready to contest that. So it's just it's just more so having the mindset of having to play defense, knowing your principles, knowing your spots, where you're supposed to be in reference to the ball, and really just keeping it simple. You know, the kiss method, keep it simple and – a lot of times when you keep it simple, it, it makes everything else just kind of work itself out. BJ hurt his shoulder at the end of the game on Monday. Cural was out with an ankle. Coleman is still not yet back in the lineup. Are the Tarpons going to be a little healthier tonight? Uh, BJ, I think we're going to be uh, a little cautious with him. I think he's going to try and give it a go and, and hopefully can. Uh, Nick was at practice yesterday. Um, but just like any any kid, any athlete that's been out for you know a little amount of time, it takes a little while to get your feet back under you. Jacob still uh, still nursing that ankle, so we're gonna be a little bruised and battered. But whoever's on that floor, we're gonna send five guys that's gonna be ready to play tonight, and that's all we can do. Coach Birdie said yesterday on the show that you were the numbers guy. You like to break down the numbers and do the math and take a look at everything. And right now, you guys are sitting okay. You know, sitting at twenty second. Uh, that's a pretty good spot little room to go up and still got a little bit of cushion underneath you. Have you kind of looked at the numbers? Do you guys think that if you keep winning that there's an opportunity there to maybe uh, climb up a couple more spots? Obviously, if we keep winning, um, you know, that that's always going to be in your favor. Um, the more wins that you can string together, uh, it's, it's, you know, losses here and there that, that hurt you, especially teams that don't have as many wins. I mean, Assumption's still a quality program. Don't get me wrong. And then we got to play them again, you know, in a couple of weeks. So any loss is really a bad loss, especially with this PowerPoint ranking system. But, you know, I, I tell the kids at, at practice, you know, the, you got to look at it from our perspective. You know, we're coaching hard. Uh, that way we can string these wins together. And you never know. Dominoes might fall in place. And maybe we can maybe scratch in a, a home playoff game. Whether it be a first round, which would be great, or possibly getting that first round upset and then having a second round game at home. So it's all about, you know, winning these games and stringing wins together because at the end of the day, all these points do matter. And then, it, you know, you don't, you kind of look up the chart and see who you kind of match up with on a day to day basis. And you tell yourself, mm, you don't want to play these guys or, you know, we can hang with these guys or, hey, look, this is, this is an upset ready to happen. So, yeah, I kind of look at the PowerPoint rankings. I think I might look at him a little bit more than, than Coach Brody does, but he's starting to get to that point where he's getting, you know, trigger happy with his mouse to click and see uh, who we might be facing and where we're stand, standing in the uh, rankings for sure. Good times. Uh, you guys are, are – you coach the, you know, the junior varsity and the freshman guys, um, and I want to shout them out. They're playing hard, having some success, and, you know, now the two teams are kind of meshed in the one, but you got a lot of freshmen that are playing with the JV – 
Um, talk about those young boys, man. The, you know, the underclassmen in the program showing that, hey, the future is going to be pretty damn bright. You guys got some good young players, man. Yeah, absolutely. The freshmen, the freshmen this year are, are doing a great job. They three and three, a couple of a uh, few tough losses, and uh, some good quality wins as well. But I like these freshman kids. They they practice hard. They compete with each other, and and it's good, good competition between them. Like we had a practice last night, and, and they were getting after it. Kind of had like uh, some scenarios set up out of bounds, baseline out of bounds, and. You know, I was just going over certain plays with certain teams and having certain defenses set up, and all of a sudden they turn into a competition. And all of a sudden you hear, oh, yeah, we stopped y'all three times in a row. So it's, it's good competitiveness. These guys are playing hard. And uh, 1 through 12, they all practice hard. They all play hard. They all want to get better. And that's, the, uh, that's really one of the things as a coach you love to see you getting better. And then, yeah, like you said, we have a few that moved up. They're playing uh, JV the last week or so last uh, few games, and they'll be playing with us the rest of the year. But uh, make no mistake, the guys have been playing JV from day one. These guys have been drastically improving day in and day out. And, and I want to shout out the, the sophomores that we have that's been on JV. You know, they didn't really have much of a freshman year last year, uh, beings with Hurricane Ida and, you know, gym scenarios. They might have played three or four games last year and might have had like a dozen practices. So these guys are still – like in year one and a half, like they didn't have a full freshman year. And uh, these guys have improved leaps and bounds, Carter Bro, Rustin Gidry, Dax Gidry, and then you got Nick Coleman, too, who's a senior, but he played, you know, varsity, JV varsity last year, so he's kind of the exception to the rule. But uh, our juniors as well, getting uh, way better, getting a lot of confidence. I heard you mention on a, a previous uh, radio show on play-by-play that, you know, that we're getting a little bit more depth getting a little bit more experience, and, and these juniors are stepping up because, you know, it's going to be their, their time to shine next year for sure whenever they see you. So a lot of, uh, a lot of improvement and uh, very happy with what I've been seeing with both the JV and the freshman team. Well, that was the next question I was going to ask, and it's a good segue, is that, yeah, we could talk about the freshmen coming up and playing JV, but we also shouldn't forget about the JV guys who are now coming up and playing varsity. You know, Bryce Adams is playing more varsity. Titan Alamon playing more varsity. Um, so a lot of those kids that were primarily only playing in the first game of the doubleheader are now playing in both games of the doubleheader and look like they belong. I mean, Bryce has played really well, good minutes. You know, Alamon made some big free throws, and, you know, other kids are stepping up in big spots. I know that's got to make you proud, man. You guys are working hard at that, seeing those kids develop and, and get better. That, that's, that's what it's all about, man. Absolutely. And look, uh, you know, next man up, it goes to show, you know, you tell these kids all the time, you got you to gotta practice hard because you never know what can happen. Well, unfortunately, we've kind of been, you know, plagued by injuries a lot this year. And it goes to show, like, you know, Ty Nylamon that, that, and Bryce, like you mentioned, that weren't really getting varsity minutes, all of a sudden they're starting. You know, so you have to be ready. It, it, it's, a, it's not just for our guys. It's, it's really any – player in any sport at any school you have to be ready at any point in time because when your numbers call you got to go out and perform and if you don't then the next person is going to take your spot so these guys have been you know working hard a lot of improvement with Bryce and Titan for sure and, and you know Titan has a lot of grit he's, he's always been the smallest one so he always has that chip on his shoulder which I love and, and Bryce has been growing too Bryce has that that feel of like a natural point guard one that facilitates he looks to, to move the ball. He knows the offenses really well. 
And uh, being that facilitator and, and growing and moving the ball and being able to handle the ball has been a, a real help for us this year. And Titans being able to shoot, knock down some shots on the outside, some clutch free throws the other night. And then we got guys like Caden Bruce who got a start the other night. Mason Cooper, who's, you know, still growing and he's getting better. Things like that. And, uh, you know, these guys have been growing and, and, you know, before they know it, they're going to be, you know, kind of the bullseye's going to be on their back next year because they're going to be the ones that we peg and that starters and have to continue the tradition of the program. You know, I got to give you some props, real because in the middle of a stressful basketball season, you were also staked with organizing an event at school yesterday. Career day uh, took place in the auxiliary gym opportunity for a lot of students to learn about what's next uh, you know either if you're you know going straight from high school to the workforce or you know what's next after you would get your degree you know i saw companies like danos and you know uh, schwest and industrial power so like just a who's who of, of local employers and i also saw a lot of students absorbing and soaking in that knowledge bro and that's what it's about man that, that was awesome to see great turnout uh, from the students, great turnout from the business community. Job well done, brother. That was awesome to see. Oh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I teach, you know, vocational classes, kind of like a carpentry class, and I teach marine operations as well. And, you know, those classes are geared more towards, you know, students that probably are going straight to work out of high school or they might go to like a Fletcher or something, maybe get a certificate of completion or associates and, and go straight to work. So, we had, uh, we had Fletcher that came. That was the only school there, and the rest of them were, were companies. Uh, with, with my mindset being more so trying to get those students that, you know, probably thinking, well, I'm, I'm probably going to work right away, uh, have those kids' interest in mind because, you know, we have a lot of students that are going to college, and that's great. But we also want to look out for those kids that are, you know, going straight to work, have to start making an income, providing for themselves right away. And, uh you know, give them some options. And even the students that are going to college, all those companies that showed up, you know, you could get hired with a degree and, and get you a quote-unquote office job. And a lot of opportunities, and uh, it was kind of put up, you know, all of a sudden a quick idea between, uh, you know, Miss Lagarde and myself, and uh, we were speaking with uh, Mr. Craig Plazons from Schwest. Uh, Schwest is going to have their career fair like in late October, I think it was. And Miss Lagarde said, well, why don't we put on a career fair? And I said, well, that's a great idea. She said, well, good. You could be in charge of it. I said, well, all right. I'll take care of it. <laughs> good deal, brother. Look, man, before we let you go, uh, assumption tonight, what are keys to victory? What are some things the Tarpons got to do well to go and get a win? Like I said, we got we to gotta play better defense, stop penetration. We got to box out. Uh, if we do get to the free throw line, we, we got to knock down free throws. We, we've been shooting okay from the free throw line, but – we kind of been in that, that 60 to 70% range. We, we got to bump that up to, you know, 75 to 90, you know, wishful thinking, 100%, knock them all down, uh, make some free throws, and I think good quality possession. These guys uh, are aggressive, and uh, if, if we can make them have to play defense for an extended amount of time, uh, we've got to take advantage of that, get some good shots from the outside or even some good looks inside, some layups, things of that nature. It would be a good one for sure, though. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat soon, Ponda. All right, Casey. Appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Brett Crosby with the South Lafouche uh, basketball program assistant coach doing a good job. The Tarpons have a big one today. Um, they, it, it, it's, it's good to hear. You know, Brody said it. Now Brett's saying it, and hopefully the kids take it to the floor. It's good to hear them say, like, hey, assumptions, assumption could go. 
they're six and 17 or something like that. It'd be easy to, uh, nope. You can't take that mindset. Assumption's got some athletes they could go and that'll be a big one tonight. We talk about this often. The biggest games in the high school season are not victories over the 25 win teams. Yeah. If you get those, those are incredible. But even if you lose those games, you get a ton of points. The biggest games in a varsity high school season are you got to make all the layups. <clears throat> you got to win all the games that you're expected to win, all the games that you're favored to win. South Lafouche lost one earlier this season to Thibodeau. It's hurting their score right now. If they had won that game, they'd be a couple of spots higher. Now, you got another one that you're favored to win. You got to take care of business. You got to beat Assumption tonight. Let's get to break. When we get back, I'll talk a little bit about Walker Howard. I'll talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs. And we've got Stan at 1215. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free Easy Go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, Buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
Juice! Juice, please! Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskley here enjoying our Thursday. Man, this week has flown by. Like the MLK Day holiday uh, allowed Monday to go easier for most. And man, it has just been a ball rolling downhill ever since then. This week has flown by. Let's talk a little bit about Walker Howard here. Um, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he makes the decision. He's leaving LSU in the transfer portal. The rumor initially is Aubrey's going to TCU. Well, TCU's offensive coordinator leaves and goes to Clemson. Now he's going to Ole Miss, which is just puzzling. It's a puzzling decision. You, I mean, look, look, let's read between the tea leaves, right? Like, it, it appears that Walker Howard left LSU in the pursuit of more immediate playing time, right? And it's clear. Jaden Daniels is going to start in Baton Rouge, and Nuss Meyer's going to be his backup, and Howard was the third man in line. Well, let's look at the situation in Ole Miss. Jackson Dart, their starter from last season, he's back. He's going to be in a good spot to continue to stay on the field. And then, oh yeah, today Ole Miss... Got a transfer portal commitment from Steven Sanders. I think I may have said that first name wrong. Spencer Sanders. I knew I knew as soon as it rolled off of my tongue that I had said that wrong. Spencer Sanders. Transfer portal commitment from the Oklahoma State quarterback. So guess what, Walker baby? You're now behind Dart. You're behind Sanders and your third string. Just the same as you were at LSU. Except at LSU, you actually were in contention for a national championship. At Ole Miss, you're in contention to go seven and five. The Walker Howard uproar amongst fans has been mind-boggling to me. I have heard fans seriously say with a straight face, "Oh, he should. Uh, they they should have made Jaden Daniels go pro. They should they should start Walker Howard. He's the best quarterback on the team." Ah, not no, he's not. We all saw the bowl. Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback on the team, and it, it's really not that close, right? Like, I mean, he could run, he could throw, he could do some stuff. I've heard fans say, oh, he's a legacy player. Oh, his dad was an LSU great. His dad was a great player at LSU. If you're losing a legacy player, that's a black eye to the program. Let me tell y'all a secret, y'all. I was a kid in the 90s when Jamie Howard Walker's dad played. Maybe people on Twitter are saying that Jamie Howard was a great LSU player, but they're afraid to piss people off. They're afraid to ruffle feathers. I'm not. I don't care about that stuff. Jamie Howard was terrible. Okay, let's get that out of the way, right out of the gate. There's not no legacy situation. Jamie Howard was the worst LSU starting quarterback of my lifetime. For his career, he started four seasons, 92 to 95. 34 touchdowns, 47 interceptions. That's worse than Brandon Harris. That's worse than Jordan Jefferson. That's worse than Andrew Hatch. Completed 49% of his passes. He was awful. This is not like it's Joe Burrow's kid who's 
transferring out of LSU. It's not like this is Kevin Falk's kid who's transferring out of LSU. It's a guy who played a lot of football in Baton Rouge, but who was awful. I remember the game where he was throwing one pick six after another, after another, after another to Auburn. I remember that. I was a kid. I was watching that. I was glued to the TV. Was scarred for the rest of my life. So this idea that this is similar to like if Eli Manning's kid would transfer away from Ole Miss, it's not. It's not the same thing. Does it stink? Yeah, it stinks. You want to keep everybody in your locker room. You want to keep all your Louisiana players in your locker room. And Walker is probably going to be a nice quarterback. But this idea that, oh, the son of an LSU legend has left the... Nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Dude threw 13 more interceptions than he did touchdowns in Baton Rouge. It's nonsense. He had 34 touchdowns for his whole career, all four years. Joe Burrow had 60 touchdowns in one year. It's nonsense. So we goes to Ole Miss, and he's in the same situation that he's in right now, which leads me to believe that if LSU is allowing this to happen and not putting up a whole lot of a fight, not you know getting into the NIL collective and, and moving some needles and then pushing some buttons to try to get him to stay, maybe he was pretty clearly behind the others. That's my thought. And would that be surprising to hear? Yeah, it would be because I, I had heard early out of camp that they were very impressed with him. But the fact that he's leaving, going to a situation that's about the same as his situation at LSU, and doing so while going to a program far lesser in prestige, mm, something looks like it ain't adding up there. And maybe, just maybe, Daniels and Dustmeyer were far superior players. And maybe, just maybe, LSU's not altogether hurt to see him go. Those are just my thoughts. I may be a thousand percent wrong on this, but guess what? I'm willing to stand up and say that I don't know because we haven't seen him play. Unlike the fans on Twitter who are definitively saying that this is going to be the worst thing that's ever happened. I watched the kid play in high school. He, he, he looked good. He was a great, you know, great high school quarterback. But I also watched him throw some balls to the E.D. White defensive backfield. You know, saw that. Also watched him, you know, get chased down and sacked by the E.D. White defensive line. Saw that. So you never know. It's too early to grade. And that's my message is that, look, he may go to Ole Miss. He may be outstanding. He may go to Ole Miss. He may fall, uh, fall on his face and flop. We don't know. And all the people who are on social media declaring definitively that this is a huge stamp of disapproval and that this is a huge, um, you know, black eye and stain and Brian Kelly can't keep his guys and even a legacy player's leaving. The- Give me a break. Give me a break. And and to the folks that are saying, oh, you should have moved Jaden Daniels out. He shouldn't have been welcomed back. For years, LSU fans bitched and complained, we can't beat Alabama, we can't beat Alabama, we can't beat Alabama. And you want to flush out a guy who's 1-0 against Alabama and his only crack, he beat him in Tiger Stadium. Are you kidding me? Bro, I I graduated from the school, so I'll love it until the day that I die. If I weren't an alum, or weren't an alum it would be tough for me to root for those guys sometimes because, man, some of the outrage from the lowest 10% of that fan base, and I get it, every fan base has some knuckleheads. 
But boy, it just feels like some of the ones at LSU are a little louder than some of the ones at other places around the country. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravel. It's our Terrible and General Thursday. We can't wait to chat with Stan. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. A careless driver can change your life in an instant. Do you know what to do or who to call? If you've been injured in a motor vehicle accident and don't have an attorney, call Auto Accident Help Desk for a free consultation. We can answer all of your questions and estimate the potential value of your case. Call Auto Accident Help Desk and connect with an expert personal injury attorney. Call 800-776-3519. 800-776-3519. Don't worry how to handle your medical bills, lost wages, and pain. We will get you the money you deserve. They got me way more than the insurance company offered. The consultation is free and you don't pay any legal fees unless we win or settle your case. Make the smart call if you've been injured in an auto accident. Call Auto Accident Help Desk for a free legal consultation. Call 800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-776-3519-800-
first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic childcare skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We missed Mr. Stan Gravois on Tuesday. Have no fear. We'll get him today. It's our Terrebonne General Thursday interview with Stan, who's on the phone lines now. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Doing well, Casey. Doing well. Hope everybody's doing fine. We are, man. Look, I, I want to lead off with this. Um, you know, we talk about high school basketball often, and on Saturday, we kind of made the comment of, oh, you know, we – or maybe getting a little bit of a better idea. And, you know, some of the teams that we have that are good are really strong. The others are maybe kind of lacking. And then you see East St. John beat Terrebonne by 20 on Tuesday. You see HL Bourgeois beat Hanville. That was a huge upset and a huge surprise. And I I give up. I tap out. I, I don't have a clue. You know, on any given night, especially in that 5A district, on any given night, everybody's 0-0 zero and zero again, and, and, and the chips are going to fall wherever they may. And this all starts with me, sort of back in football season. I I hadn't been able to guess anything related to high school sports in the bioregion right this year. Every time you think you sort of know something, or as the old, you know, proverbial statement, you take one step forward, two steps back, kind of where we at. The one that surprised me, obviously, was HL Bourgeois and Hornville, because Hornville's power rankings are so good. And then you see that happen. It just sort of leads you to believe that anybody could beat anybody. We're not in the day of basketball anymore on the high school level where you sort of have, you know, listen, I'd never lay down money on a high school game, but back in the day you could almost bet going into the gym who you thought was going to win it. That's that's not the way we are anymore. It, it, it's weird. And, and when you look at the power rankings, you start thinking to yourself, wow, this team's going to get in, this team's not. Because I find it interesting, Central LaFouche is not a bad basketball team, right? No. no. But they have no way of getting in the playoffs as it stands right now. It, you know, And then you sort of look up the grid and you see Terrebonne and you wonder, boy, when Terrebonne and Central hook up, it's going to show you if the power rankings are – on point or if they're not so that'll be an interesting uh match up later on uh, yeah I, I i don't know what to say i guess i can say this if there's one team from our area that you could sort of book maybe getting to the final four in their respective division i would say it's the girls from vanderbilt catholic beyond that i, I don't have too much to say about anything yeah, I think it's going to come down to matchups and draws and who's playing the hottest. And yeah, it's going to it's going to be very interesting to say the least. Let's talk about this. Um, I know you were super happy to hear this, and I was super happy to to hear this as well. And he actually announced it officially on the show earlier this week. Chris Duga, our old buddy, former Thibodeau High School head football coach, has landed at Central Lafouche as the offensive coordinator. And he said, "Hey, man, I'm looking forward to working with this offense. We've got some pieces. You know, we got some young kids that we're excited about." And he's embracing that challenge. He had some energy and some life. He's fired up about it. Super happy that Chris landed on his feet. But with that having been said, it also wasn't a big surprise to hear that. 
you know, it, it, it takes me back to when we had media day for the football coaches, and you had Pop there, Shelly Vidros, who had just sort of taken over the program at Central Lafouche after they had been through a little, uh, let's call it adversity. And uh, it was fun as you and I sort of sat and talked to Pop off the air, because a lot of times talking to these guys off the air is just fun. Not that they necessarily don't tell you anything on air that they wouldn't say or would say off air, but you, you get a little bit of insight. And Chris came over, and those two guys were talking to us together, and they seemed to get along so well, and they're friends, and they've been friends for a long time. And I thought, what a nice situation. And the one thing we can obviously say about Central LaFouche, and I think it's across the board in their sports program, everything's sort of on the rise. You know, I mean, Torres got the girls playing well. Boys basketball team I just mentioned is a lot better. Popping them finished the year pretty good in football. So I think it's a good situation for Chris. I think it's where Chris is at home, too. Let me just, you know, take care of this offense and run with it. And uh, I think they're going to be a lot better for it. I think, uh, obviously, it's a, it's a, you know, the old arrow pointing up for Central LaFouche, and I'm happy for Chris because both of you and I know he's just a, a really good guy. No doubt. Look, I look at my calendar right now. I see January 19, which means we're approaching D-Day for your athletic trainer team. When we get into mid to late February, we're going to still have basketball. We're going to still have a little soccer, but we're going to be starting softball. We're going to be starting baseball. You know, the early remnants of tennis and golf and track. And whew, you guys are going to be busy bees over the next month or so, my man. You know, it's funny. Uh, I am actually, and I have this little, you know, the little thing that you get when you buy a cell phone, the little earpiece that I'm talking into right now. But immediately before you called, my cell phone was just dinging left and right. And what it was was Brett Chessaw, our managing athletic director, putting his schedules in for the spring. And he is including me on the calendar with all of the events we're going to be at. So it was nonstop. As a matter of fact, I had to shut it down because we probably couldn't even understand each other right now if I'd have let it go. <laughs> but it's one after the other. I, I got to tell you, mid-February, when softball and baseball get going, and then all of a sudden every Friday or Thursday or even Wednesday you're going to have a track meet, it, it just goes crazy. Tennis, tennis matches every afternoon. Uh, people don't realize that golf is happening at that same time. It's just sort of endless, and then you're kind of fishing, finishing up with the playoffs of basketball and soccer at the same time. So, yeah, I agree 100%. A lot of people will say, oh, man, football team, football, excuse me, season, that's the rough time for the athletic trainers. A lot of the athletic trainers will take football in a heartbeat because it's, you know, one game a week, and it's usually on a Thursday or a Friday if you're covering a Louisiana High School Athletic Association event. But, boy, these other sports, it's just nonstop, and the spring is when it happens. So, yeah, we're going to get together, and uh, we'll have a staff meeting just to kind of get our last little thoughts together, and then it's Katie bar to door because it's going to be on a daily basis, including Saturdays and Sundays, where those guys are going to be busy. Let's talk about the NFL playoffs, and let's start closest to home locally. And, you know, look, I watched the Cowboys Monday night, and I was super jacked up and super excited that they won. Super happy that they're moving on to the next round. But that night, as I'm sitting in bed and I'm planning my Tuesday show, it, it hit me. And I did a whole segment on this. It hit me. 
the Saints are not close. Like people think, oh, you know, there's just a move or two, a tweak or two here or there. And I guess in the NFL, sometimes you could build it back quick, but I don't think Dallas is invincible. Hell, I think Dallas is going to lose Sunday to the 49ers. But they were way better than Tampa, who was better than the Saints, who beat the Saints twice. Like it was telling. Like Dallas was way, like they did what they wanted to do with the Bucs with ease on the road. And the Saints weren't better than that. Like they've got a long way to go. Well, you know, I I'm of the opinion, and uh, sometimes I waver on this, but when it gets down to its core, besides, and you, you know, I'm going to start off with this. Besides offensive and defensive line play, because obviously that's very important. Besides that, I think you have to have an elite quarterback in the NFL. Yep. And as much as I like Andy Dalton. I don't think you could put him in that category as being elite. And as long as you're in that situation, as the Saints are, and I don't know where you're going to get one from. It's not like you're going to go grab one in free agency. I don't think they will. And they don't have the draft choices to even develop a guy along the way. You'd have to just get lucky if you're the Saints, quite honestly. I, I don't see, I, I see where it's a, it's a rebuilding for a while, and maybe we just have to get used to it. I get it, but maybe we just have to get used to it. That's all I can say related to that. I do find, you know, I think this, uh, and I'm going to talk about the Bengals just a little bit. I, I think the Bengals are really good, obviously, because of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Joe Burrow might turn out to be if, if they can win against Buffalo and Kansas City and just get in the Super Bowl again. If you don't think that guy's great after playing behind that offensive line, I, I which I, honestly I don't think is sustainable. Somewhere along the line that's going to catch up with him, and I think it may, may very well catch up with him this week. Uh, that's amazing. So, so I guess in a nutshell what I'm saying is, is maybe you do pony up some of the quote-unquote superstars from the Saints that are not quarterbacks. You know, you Cam Jordans, and maybe you make a deal to get that guy. Maybe you make a deal to go out and get a really good quarterback because you're not going anywhere if you don't have one, and I don't think there's one on the roster right now. No, you're right about that. That's going to be the the uh, $64,000 question is how do you get that person in the building? I think it's going to have to be from outside the building. Not sure what the avenues or options are. Um, let's talk about the playoffs this coming weekend. You've got... Kansas City and Jacksonville. You've got New York and Philly. You've got the Bengals and the Bills. You've got Dallas and San Francisco. Um, man, I feel like the Bengals are kind of getting the raw end of this, man. And and here's what I mean by that is so much emphasis was placed on, well, if it's the Chiefs and the Bills, oh my goodness, we've got to make sure it's a neutral site. We don't want to penalize you know, either of those teams. The NFL kind of forgot that if the Bengals would have won that Monday night football game, they would be the two seed and they would be hosting Buffalo this weekend. So why wasn't there any emphasis to make that a neutral site game? The Bengals are going on the road playing at Buffalo. I mentioned this. Just knowing what I know about Joe Burrow and the way that he operates and the way that he leads, like I think the Bengals, even though they have some deficiencies up front, I think they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder this weekend. That's the one I'm looking at. That should be a fun game. Well, I don't, I don't think Joe Burrow even needs this as a catalyst. I think Joe Burrow is just its some kind of intrinsic thing that he's got that he's going to be a competitor no matter what. 
But, yes, I do agree with you, and I think the Bengals organization knew this the whole time. It's pretty tough because you, you look like a, for lack of a better word, a, a crybaby if you start yelling right after what happened with DeMar Hamlin. So they were kind of put on the spot. But it wasn't just about a coin toss. It was about, it was about the opportunity that we could have been the top seed, and now we can't. And there's nothing we can do about it along the way. And we got to go to Buffalo when, quite honestly, we were leading that game and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. And we had kind of, you know, I'm sure the speeches all week in the Bengals locker room were, we win this game, we're going to host. Heck, we may even have the first week off like Kansas City had off, right? Uh, So there may be a little bit of that going around with them now, but I think that's something that's under the bridge related to the Bengals just getting – for lack of a better word, screwed on this deal? Yeah, I think the Bengals certainly got screwed. But again, man, from what I saw in Joe Burrow just kind of scrambling for his life, and I realize the Ravens' defense is is good. But, man, I don't even know if they win that game if it wasn't for a super, super play, you know, where they get that return for the touchdown. By the way, I did want to say this, too. Sometimes you just look for effort in the NFL, right? You just look for – you know, somebody who's like, you can tell they want to be there. i got to give a quick kudos to Mark Andrews, a tight end for the Ravens. If you have had yeah. the opportunity, go, go back and look at that play. That guy did everything he possibly could to get to, I think it was Hubbard who was returning that ball, and it was just impressive. And I was like, man, I know that guy just lost, but he's the only one on the Ravens team I really feel bad for right now. No, I hear you, and, and let's talk about this. Um, Lamar Jackson, I, I've i been ranting and raving about this. It's one thing if you can't play, and he says that his knee's unstable and that he can't go, and I, I get that. I have questions about the way that he plays and how sustainable that is and how I feel that this is always going to be an issue with him, oh, but that's neither here nor there. Why wasn't he at the game? You know, that really struck a nerve with me is, look, if your knee's too unstable to play, whatever, it is what it is. But it's not too unstable to be a teammate. And that really struck me wrong. As you're constantly whining and complaining, I want $200 million guaranteed or 270 guaranteed, whatever that number is, and you can't even go stand there and clap for your guys who are fighting for their lives on the field against the Bengals. That really struck me the wrong way. No, You know, his situation is a catch-22, Casey, in my opinion. The one side of it is, is I'm sure he's sitting there thinking to himself, well, if I don't play and we lose this game, they're going to understand my value. Well, that might be, but the other part of it is, is you're not there to even play. And eventually, this team's going to say, we can't pay this guy because he's not available. So I, I, I don't think he wins in that situation at all. The way you get a contract or the way, you know, from <laughs> – from every story we hear, from every movie we watch related to the NFL or pro football players, it's if you go out and you play well, you get a big contract. You usually don't get a big contract if you don't play at all, and that's what he did. Now, why he wasn't there, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people are speculating that maybe the Ravens just don't allow guys who are on the IR to travel. But it was a playoff game, and it seems like he would be really good for the quarterback that was playing on the sideline, right? You know, just to talk to him and calm him down. And if he's not there for that, yes, there's something bigger going on. 
But, the, you know, the other part of that is, is that he's thinking to himself, well, I'm not going to be a Raven going forward, so I'm just not going there. I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are going, a lot of other teams, a lot of other franchises who are going, well, I ain't going to touch him because I, I don't know if he's damaged goods or not. You know, you don't know what's going on. So it'll be interesting. I'm not sure. I've heard a lot of people say this, and I used to not believe it, but now I'm sort of in that, in that same thought process. There comes a point where you just can't sustain. You just you you can't get a guy like this and and him be your long term franchise quarterback. And Lamar Jackson probably is the poster child for that. Uh, you know more than more than obviously Mahomes or anybody else. So the most frustrating thing in the NFL for me right now, and I mean it's 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 personal because I'm a fan of the team. Cowboys in week 18 looked like they had never played football before ever. Prescott was throwing the ball all over the place, throwing interceptions left and right. Then they show up on Monday night and look incredible and beat the snot out of Tampa. Like it really wasn't close. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sir? Wait. Are you talking about the the extra points too? (laughs) Well, I was about to say, outside of the kicking situation, everything was flawless. Now you're heading to a matchup with the 49ers. And to me becomes the most difficult game of the weekend to handicap because, like, they're starting a seventh-round quarterback against that pass rush. I could see a world where Dallas slows them down. I could see a world where if Prescott plays the way that he did Monday, Dallas moves the ball, right? Because Geno Smith and the Seahawks moved the ball in the 49ers. But I could also see a world where Prescott's terrible, the Cowboys are missing kicks, getting punts blocked. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I do know this. Sunday at 5.30 p.m. on Fox. It's going to be very entertaining to see. Oh, sure. I think that's one of the fun games to watch, no doubt. I'm with you. It's hard to pick an NFL game, especially when you get to this point. I guess maybe the Kansas City-Jacksonville game would be the one on paper that might be the most lopsided. I think – I don't want to say overrated. I'm I'm trying to find the right word to describe the San Francisco defense. I think they – can be scored upon. I really believe that. And I think Dallas has the opportunity to do that. I do think that Purdy is going to hit a brick wall somewhere where he's not going to be you know, Mr. America for the 49ers. But good God, man, when you could give it to Debo Samuel or McCaffrey or you know even Ayuk and, and, and the Jennings kid who plays wide receiver or Kittle, they got so many other guys that can maybe cover up for them, so it'll be tough. I, I, if Dallas goes out and early on sort of shows that they can move the ball, I, I think they have an excellent chance to win this. I really do. I also find that when you have to travel multiple weeks in NFL, it gets tough. So now you got Dallas, who's mid-country, right, you know, middle of Texas, going all the way to the East Coast to take on Tampa Bay and now going all the way to the West Coast to take on the 49ers. And somewhere along the line, that's got to take a toll on the body. So I would still consider the 49ers a little bit of a favorite, but I I could see this being one heck of a good football game. The reports and rumors are that San – I say San Diego, listen to me – that the Los Angeles Chargers, rather, are going to hold on to their coach. It looks like Dallas is going to hold on to their coach. So that would leave just kind of a handful of options for Peyton. The reports on the internet are that the two biggest money offers will be Carolina and Denver. 
but there are rumors and whispers that the Saints maybe aren't all that keen on dealing with Carolina because they don't want to see Sean two times a year in division. Who do you think Sean ends up with, and or is there a third option here? Just doesn't coach at all, can't come up with anything with anyone, sits out another year, and then we do this all over again next winter. Well, I don't know. He's visiting with too many teams and is talking about interest too much for me to believe. As a matter of fact, if there was some kind of way he could have left the Saints last year and coached this year, I just have to believe he would have done it, that he went to Fox just because he had to sit out a year and it was his way to still be around football. For whatever reason, you know, guys turn up in Denver and things work out for them. I mean, I know they weren't good this year, but I would I would suspect that he probably has been on the phone with you know, Peyton Manning talking about his resurgence when he got there with the Broncos and, you know, and I'm sure Elway's telling him and whoever the followers may be with the Broncos, you can do whatever you want. So I'd have to believe the Broncos just a little bit. I'm sure he's studying tape right now, Russell Williams, uh, Wilson, excuse me, to see if he's salvageable. Because the one thing I would imagine with Sean Payton, he ain't going nowhere where they don't have a – not necessarily an elite quarterback, but a potentially elite quarterback. So maybe he might see something in Russell Wilson. Remember, that was the guy who was going to come to the Saints a couple of years ago, too. So uh, I guess if I'm, you know, and this is just a, I don't even know if I call it an educated guess, but my guess would be Denver over Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised if Houston just kind of throw something at them to go get whoever they want. Because I've been hearing more and more that although the Houston franchise has really looked bad the last couple of years, overall there's a lot there, a lot of resources that maybe he might be interested in. So let's talk about that. I, I, I think Houston could be in play too. The only thing that I've seen, though, that maybe leans me to say otherwise is Colin Cowherd said today, that he had spoke to Sean Payton on Zoom for three, four hours. Apparently, they've become really good friends, which probably isn't a great thing for Sean Payton, but that's neither here nor there. Um, said that they had spoken for about three, four hours yesterday. And Cowherd said, just kind of an offhanded, backhanded quip, said, you could learn a lot about bad ownership even from a Zoom call, which led me to believe maybe Payton isn't taking Houston seriously because... That's the only team that he's interviewed so far with on Zoom. He didn't meet them in person. So just kind of reading between the – maybe Cowherd kind of spilled uh, Sean Payton's tea a little bit on the air. Well, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, And, and that would be – I agree with that. If the team's not going to fly you in and talk to you seriously and they're just going to say, hey, can you pick up your – can we FaceTime each other? <laughs> uh, that – that probably in NFL is not going to fly too much. And if and if Houston did do that, that would be a shame. And listen, Houston's got rid of their coach in the last couple of years. They just do one year at a time. I, I realize there's some problems there, but after hearing some of the stuff and the resources that they have, yeah. I thought maybe it might be. I, I don't know why. I just have it in my mind that Sean Payton would like to be in Texas. I really, you know, being that he had that that stint in Dallas and everything, and and I got to tell you, again, if Dallas would have gone down to Tampa Bay this past weekend, I know you didn't think it was a done deal, but I kind of thought it was a done deal. I thought he'd end up in Dallas. 
Very interesting. So we'll be keeping our eye on that soap opera. Stan, thanks so much for the time, man. I'll see you in a little bit. Yep, see you in a few minutes, okay? We'll talk to you later. Yep, that is Stan Gravois with Terrible and General doing an excellent job. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll be chatting about some things happening in the NBA, and then we'll also get to our betting picks at the bottom of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. A careless driver can change your life in an instant. Do you know what to do or who to call? If you've been injured in a motor vehicle accident and don't have an attorney, call Auto Accident Help Desk for a free consultation. We can answer all of your questions and estimate the potential value of your case. Call Auto Accident Help Desk and connect with an expert personal injury attorney. Call 800-776-3519. 800-776-3519. Don't worry how to handle your medical bills, lost wages, and pain. We will get you the money you deserve. They got me way more than the insurance company offered. The consultation is free and you don't pay any legal fees unless we win or settle your case. Make the smart call if you've been injured in an auto accident. Call Auto Accident Help Desk for a free legal consultation. Call 800-776-3519. 800-776-3519. 800-776-3519. Help Desk. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Tonight is a big day in Thibodeau, Louisiana. We've got some big Nichols basketball. You've been here over on our sister station or ESPN 100.3. The Colonels will be taking on McNeese. That's the stuff. Stouffer Gym. I will be on the ESPN Plus girls basketball call. I will be on the ESPN 100.3 radio call for the men's game. Doubleheader duty for me tonight. Can't wait. That'll be fun. If you're in the Thibodeau area and you don't have anything to do, Twiddling your thumbs, watching TV, watching Netflix. Nope, get off the couch. Come on out to Stouffer. Stuff Stouffer beer specials. Two good teams, two Louisiana teams, two teams that have local guys on the rosters because remember McNeese has DeAndre Thomas on the roster. Uh, so you'll get a chance to see him. Of course, Nichols has Quinn Strander and you know Blanchard from Central Catholic. And of course, they got local flavor You know, in terms of the, the, the surrounding region. They got guys from New Orleans, whatever it may be. So it'll be a fun opportunity today for the Colonels to try to defend their home floor going out, Steph Stouffer, and hopefully Nichols could get a big win. Let's thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Um... I promise you some NBA talk in this segment of the show. Uh, the NBA is, we're right at that point. Um, we're right at that point. Like the teams, you know, analysts usually like to say because it's it's such an easy date to track. Analysts usually like to say, ah, let's get to Christmas and you know, the teams will start taking things seriously. I think it would actually take a little longer than that for the NBA teams to actually start buying into the regular season but I think we're there now. In mid-January, we're starting to see some teams kind of turned up to high gear. In the Western Conference, it looks like Denver and Memphis are the two lead dogs. Pretty much unquestionably. They've got large leads over everybody. Denver's 32-13. and 13. The Grizzlies are 31-13. and 13. But how about Sacramento, man? 
It's been a while since the Kings have been relevant. They're third right now in the West, 25 and 18. They're playing some good ball. The team I'm concerned about right now, and you guys are going to throw tomatoes at the radio, I'm concerned about New Orleans. The Pelicans are 26 and 19. They're not playing well. They haven't played well for a while. They're missing Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram's out. They don't have chemistry. It's just not been good. They got blasted last night at home against a Miami team that's just okay. 124 to 98. The Pelicans have got to figure out a way to survive the next few weeks without Zion because you don't want to be in a spot late in the year with the West as jumbled up as it is where you're fighting and competing just to try to get in. I told you guys, and this is not me patting myself on the back at all because I hope that the team does well and I hope that they break out of this slump. But I told you guys when every day in the, the beginning of the season I was getting updates, oh, the Pels are first in the West. I told you guys it's a long season. Pump the brakes. Let's wait and see what it looks like a little later. Can they stay healthy? Can they do the things that they need to do to sustain for the full 82? New Orleans was not able to do that, at least to this point, and they're starting to tail off just a touch. Hopefully they break out at funk, get back near the top, but recent results indicate that it's going to be a struggle for the next few weeks for New Orleans, who are sitting at number four right now in the West. Over in the Eastern Conference, you've got some clear haves and have-nots as well. My my 76, I say my. I'm not a 76er fan per se. I, I like James Harden. You guys know that. But I'll say this, though, uh, and you guys don't care about my rooting interest, but when Harden leaves Philadelphia, if he leaves Philadelphia, I'm going to stay a Sixer fan. I like the culture there. I like the vibe. I like, you know, the... like. Pretty much everything about that franchise so far. They're 28 and 16. I like Philly. They're playing some good ball right now. They've catapulted themselves up to number three. You know the Bucks and Giannis are going to be there. You know the Celtics and Tatum are going to be there. So not a whole lot of surprises in the East like you have in the West. Um, but these playoff matchups are going to be extremely competitive tonight in the NBA. <laughs> you got Golden State traveling to take on Boston. That'll be a TNT game. You got the Nets traveling to take on Phoenix, which will be a TNT game. The 76ers in Portland. You got Chicago and uh, Detroit. You got Toronto and Minnesota. So those will be some fun matchups to track. The LSU men's basketball team, wonk, wonk, they lost again to Auburn last night. They're yeah, just, just not very good. Um, you know, There's no way to sugarcoat it, no way to say it. Yeah, they beat Arkansas in the SEC opener. Congratulations. Great job. Cool story, bro. What have we learned since? We've learned that Arkansas is not good. <laughs> That's what we've learned. Arkansas is now 1-5 and five in SEC play. So that one win, turns out it was against one of the teams that also was amongst the bottom schools in the SEC. So for LSU, man, just sustain. Just win a few here or there. Sustain. Compete. And, and try to find ways to take some momentum. Now the big show, the varsity, as I would like to call the LSU women's team. They're cruising. They've got a big one tonight at the PMAC, 8 o'clock on ESPN Plus. LSU, or not ESPN Plus, on the SEC Network, I'm sorry. LSU will be hosting a 17-3 and Arkansas team, an Arkansas team that they demolished to start SEC play out in Arkansas. So now an opportunity to repeat the trick. They won by 24 that first matchup. Kim Mulkey and her team have played six SEC games. They're 6-0. and 
This is the victory margin of those six games. 24, 25, 40, 19, 20, 30. They've not been challenged yet. Remember in non-conference play, it was all LSU. They haven't played anybody. What are they going to do when they get challenged in the SEC? They're still not being challenged, and they're playing in the SEC. This is legitimately one of the best teams in the country, if not the best team in the country. They're number three right now, and they are continuing to cruise. I think they're going to put it on Arkansas. I think this weekend they're going to put it on Alabama. I think the only SEC team that's going to challenge them is February 12th when they take on South Carolina, and that very well could be a matchup of number one versus number two by the time we get to that game. Our picks for the day, uh, I like in the world of the NBA tonight. Let's go over 220 for the Nets and the Suns. The Nets are without Kevin Durant. The Suns are without some some key pieces as well. I don't think either team is all that eager about guarding the other. I like over in that matchup. I like the Trailblazers plus two over the 76ers. I'm picking against my 76ers. It's their fourth game in six days. That's tough. Um, it's the end of a long road trip for Philly. I think Philly's going to have some long, uh, some heavy legs, and I think Portland's going to take advantage of that and get a home win. Tonight in college basketball, let's see what games I'm going to give you here on the schedule for the college basketball slate. I like Vermont, <laughs> minus 12 over Maine. I love betting Vermont, and they usually cash in pretty good whenever we take that shot at them. Um, I like... I like Nichols here. Um, over one forty. I knew I saw some of the Nichols. Over one forty-five and a half for Nichols and McNeese State. The line is eight and a half. I'm not playing with that. That looks like it's about right, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then I also like tonight um, in the Pac-12. I like Arizona and USC to go over one fifty-one. I like a shootout there amongst those teams. Women's games tonight, if they give you an LSU line, I'll give you an LSU pick. Let's see. LSU's not listed. I would have given you an LSU line or an LSU pick, but they're not listed over on FanDuel. So that wraps us up. Hope everybody's had a wonderful day. Tonight, if you listen to KLEB, you're going to get South Lafouche and Assumption. Brian Colley and Truck Jiskler will be at the call. If you listen to ESPN 100.3, you'll get college basketball. Nichols and McNeese, myself and Jack Benjamin will be at the controls. Um... Can't wait. Doubleheader action, one game on each network, and we can't wait to continue to promote the student-athletes in our area. Tomorrow's show, Chandler will be on. Damian will be on. Boy, Damian and his team. Look, I'm over here promoting Nichols, and yeah, I sincerely want everybody to go to the Nichols game. If you're from down the Bayou and you want to stay local, go to Golden Meadow tonight, 530. Go to Golden Meadow. They're playing Lockport tonight. Both girls' teams are undefeated in Paris. That's a capital H, capital Y, whatever letter you want to use. Huge, huge, whatever you want to say. Big, big game there between the Lions and the Pirates on the girls' side and should be a fun competitive matchup on the boys' side as well. I'm out of here, y'all. Got to go get some rest before heading to Nichols. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.